we are slowly losing trust in anything higher than us. The word diabolical means to divide. Hello everyone, my name is Adam Cross and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California and also a youth minister. And today I want to talk to you about dwarves. Yes, dwarves. So in the last book of the Chronicles of Narnia, which is hands down my favorite series, um, there's a book called The Last Battle, which um, is the seventh book by C.S. Lewis. And it's pretty much the end of the world in Narnia, which is why I love it. <laughs> and not just because it's really dark for a little bit, but also because Lewis, he describes what heaven is like, um, which just I love every time. And I feel like I can't get enough of that because so often we just don't hear what heaven is really like, right? Or we don't imagine that. And I think it's, it's good to imagine that, right? Because that's, that's where we want to be with God. Um, but in this book, um, before Narnia ends, they find themselves in the, the main characters find themselves in the middle between the king of Narnia, who uh, is kind of losing control because there's someone who is pretending to be Aslan, right? The God figure, the Christ figure in the Narnia books. There's something that is pretending to be Aslan and is, is doing all these terrible things in the name of Aslan. And so um, you kind of see just everything running totally amok. Everything's backwards in Narnia. And so in the middle of that, the, the rightful king, uh, along with the two main characters, Eustace and Jill, they are trying to, to make sense of things, fix things. And so part of it is um, the Antichrist, who is really an ape, who's dressed up a donkey in a lion's skin to pretend to be Aslan. Um, is, is almost like enslaving people in Narnia uh, for money, for profit. And they're enslaving them to the, the Kalerman empire, right? These people that come in and um, are not of Narnian descent. And so they're using the Narnian people. And so one group that gets caught up in that is the dwarves. The dwarves are, you know, in enslaved, they're in shackles. And you see that, you know, the, the rightful king in Narnia comes in and says, you're free, right? He, he frees them. He takes out the Kellerman soldiers and their response is, oh, okay. Like, you know what? Because there's this antichrist, because there's this, this deception of what's right and what's good, um, because we don't know what's right and good anymore. We're just, we're for ourselves, right? And they have this line, the dwarves are for the doors. And that's kind of their, their motto. Um, even in later in the book, Right, you have the two sides fighting, <laughs> good and evil, um, and the dwarves are kind of in the middle, just trying to take everybody out. Like, no, we're for ourselves. We don't care. They're just, you know, they're just flying bows everywhere they can and killing whoever they can. And I feel like, you know, especially this past year and politically and just our social climate, there's a lot of that idea of, you know, what the dwarves are for the dwarves. You know what? I'm done with authority. You know what? I'm done with trusting people. Um, I don't even know what's true. I, and I know for me, that's hard. I, I watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, and I thought it was a really good documentary that just talks about fake news travels faster, um, and social media, to keep our attention, just feeds us what we want to see. What It feeds us what it thinks will get us to stay on social media. Social media is just trying to, 
to fight for our attention. And it's not about truth. It's not about um, what's good. It's really just what is attractive, what is entertaining for us. And so what happens is we lose sight of any dialogue, any type of conversation with the other side, right? And you see this growing polarization. But also what happens there is we stop listening to authority. Um, I know there's a lot of people who don't like Pope Francis and there's a lot of valid criticisms, but at what point does just putting down Pope Francis over and over and over again kind of invalidate the the authority of the Pope, right? The successor to St. Peter. Now, again, that's a whole different topic, but I think it goes to show you that we are slowly losing trust in anything higher than us. The word diabolical means to divide, right? And so if we look at our society, we kind of think, you know, Jesus, uh, where are you, <laughs> right? We can ask ourselves that question and we can say, you know, the devil is doing what seems to be a good job because you have all these people on very polar opposite sides, literally fighting, right? You have riots on either side of the spectrum. You have people turning into their own party saying, you're not doing enough. You're not, you're not liberal enough, or you're not conservative enough, or you're not loyal enough or whatever it may be. And it kind of looks like our humanity, our, our American culture, at least right now, and this is probably elsewhere in the world is kind of the dwarves are for the dwarves, right? We're kind of hunkering, bunkering down, hunkering down. I don't know what the word is. Um, and saying, you know what? I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to be self-reliant. I'm going to be self-sufficient. But what happens when we do that? Um, in the book, The Last Battle, when the dwarves are for the dwarves, they're not for Aslan, right? They're not for God. They're just for themselves, they're so focused on protecting themselves that they actually protect themselves right into darkness at the end of the book, that there's this door that is opened for them and they have the choice to, to go through it. But they're so focused on protecting themselves and fighting that, that they don't. And I think we can miss that opportunity to see this opening of, of letting God love us. Um, and, being receptive to God, even in the midst of confusion, even in the midst of turmoil in our society. Now, this video isn't supposed to be like, here's a quick fix, polarization. But I think it is a call for us to look at ourselves and to ask maybe a fundamental question of ourselves, which I am currently always asking, especially as a therapist in encountering uh, suffering is, do I trust God? Do I trust God that he's going to provide, that he's going to come through? Or am I sitting here thinking, you know what? Adam is for Adam. I'm going to be self-reliant. I'm going to, I'm going to protect myself because God, that guy, I don't know. Where is Jesus? I don't see him. I'm going to do my own thing. And it's okay to have those questions, but I think it's important to ask, do I really trust God or am I relying on myself? Right? Because that's what Adam and Eve fell into. That's what we continuously fall into is that self-reliance piece. To be like God without God. So do you trust in God? Do you trust in God with the little things in your life, with the big picture, with providing for you, with your mental health, with family conflict, with suffering? Do you trust God? To ask that question, to be honest. And if the answer is no, well, then you have a really good place to start. Why? When have I felt like I can't trust God? 
When did I learn that I have to do this on my own? And those are amazing places to go in therapy with someone who can help you with a professional. So the goal is to not become like the dwarves, right? The dwarves are for the dwarves, but to be that, you know, I am for, I am made by, um, and I am made to be with the God who loves me. And then I can ask those questions. What are the impediments? What are the obstacles that are keeping me from trusting my heavenly father? So I hope that there's something, some point that stands out to you in this video. If you have any questions, comments, video topics, I always love to hear. Please feel free to comment below or send me an email. Um, hit that like or subscribe button somewhere down there. Um, and thank you for watching. God bless. Bye.